podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host Ajit. We would like to wish all our listeners a uh, happy festivities and a uh, merry christmas and a uh, good upcoming new year. So with this, you know, this is the time of the year if you are a test match fan you would be looking forward to it. Plenty of new tests start in south asia as well as in the southern hemisphere so as expected there are a couple of uh, boxing day test matches that we can discuss about but to help me unpack these things as well as the ipl auction that took place not so long ago i have a really special guest i'm told he has listened to a couple of uh, episodes of our podcast as well so i'm curious what he thinks about it welcome to the podcast robin Yeah hello Ajit thanks for having me looking forward to a great chat about the game that we love so yeah let's <laughs> let's get started perfect before we go into the games themselves a little bit about you robin the sports fan the cricket fan right so how did this come about i mean i guess being from the southern asian subcontinent it's not too much of a surprise to see you're a big fan but how did this come about when did the bug bite you Yeah so it was it was it it really started from the two, after India won the 2007 T20 World Cup because I'm from Ranchi and and Dhoni won the World Cup so he was everywhere ah. in the new, in the newspapers in the news channels everywhere it was Dhoni so that that's how the I I wanted to you know play the game start playing the game a bit seriously so that's how the how it started and then it took off and here we are <laughs> Perfect well I've heard you and uh, your comments being read out on guerrilla cricket for example also i think we share a bit of the social media space where uh, you know we interact and so on so it's it's nice to hear do you play yourself or do you just do analysis and other things no no i i play i play the game uh, initially I, i like everyone else like every kid in india i, I started playing with the uh, in, in 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 our locality then then i played for the school team i played for, uh, I played for a club in Ran- here in Ranchi then I played A division cricket B division cr- divisional cricket in Ranchi then school represented school at national level you can say our school had all the schools in in the country that uh, came under the group organized a national level tournament so I, I represented the school in that and yeah then after that I of uh, the ga- it it was a really you know tough to manage studies and the game as well so yeah it had to be left out but yeah i still i do play i do play whenever i can so yeah happy happy to be here where i am so perfect so what was your playing role yeah so i used to be a bowling all rounder you can say but i you uh, i opened quite a few times later in the you can say my short career so yeah mostly an all rounder all right before we actually go and uh discuss the IPL i think we can have a quick chat about the ongoing test series so since it's the 27th we are recording on the 27th there are already two tests that have started boxing day tests one in the southern hemisphere between south africa and australia the other one in the northern hemisphere between pakistan and new zealand so if we go first to the south africa australia tests 
So this is the second test, the Melbourne test, the Boxing Day test, the traditional one. I think South Africa will be very, very disappointed looking at how they find themselves because at 189 all out on a fairly sporting pitch, right, in MCG, they would be very, very disappointed because, well, first of all, they blinked 10 minutes before lunch where uh, they lost two wickets in like five minutes before lunch. And then they sort of consolidated beautifully in the middle session where Australia sort of lost a bit of steam. But then from five for 179, you would think they would go to 270, 275, maybe give themselves a decent chance. But they really, really let it go from that point on where the last five wickets were just 10 runs. So again, the moment they came back from uh, lunch, uh, from tea, they looked a bit off. And that's how it played out because Cameron Green stepped up. Uh, Australia had lost Stark. He had sort of uh, dislocated the top half of his uh, left-hand uh, middle finger, the one he probably uses a lot for bowling. And he'll not be able to bowl by the looks of it in the remaining uh, remainder of the test. But Cameron Green had stepped up. He took a 5-4, which included a 4-0 four for zero in that uh, five-wicket collapse that South Africa suffered. And then Australia sort of finished the day quietly, uh, but confidently. But then, you know, Warner was itching for something special. He's playing his 100th test, and he bossed uh, day two, before he retired hurt due to cramps, he made an unbeaten 200 of just 254 balls. This is the old Warner, the Warner we've come to know who bullies bowlers. So in a mere 91 overs that Australia are able to bat in the first innings, they have made 386 with solid contributions from Smith, 85, Travis Head, who's 48, not out. And Cameron Green was interestingly retired hurt. Uh, it looks like he's bruised it, his hand uh, thanks to a sort of a rising delivery from Henrik Norkia. But still, Australia are really well-placed. So they already have a very handy lead, 197-run lead. And I don't think they'll stop batting anyway. So, Robin, do you see any any chance South Africa may be able to come back since that they're chasing this test? I I personally don't, to be honest, because they, they just really let it off in the first innings. And I read a stat on, on Twitter, I guess, that they, they haven't crossed 200 in, the, in their last seven test innings. So that's... Uh, you know, you know, you you know that that the batting is going through a lean patch at the moment, and they really need to, you know, start being consistent with the bat. The batters need to really need to step up. I mean, and with the kind of lead Australia are uh, and Australia had at the moment and the position that they are in, I, I don't think that there's a there's uh, any slim chances of the Proteus fighting back. So yeah, let's see let's see what they have in the second innings with the bat. So. Mostly their skipper, right? Their uh, redoubtable skitter, uh, skipper, Dean Elgar, who's usually very good. He sort of had a lean patch. I thought he was going to break it yesterday uh, when he got to about 26. But then he was frustrated out, I think. And then he got run out for the first time ever, apparently, in his uh, test career, he's been run out. And um, then, you know, that 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 collapse really, where Kesho Maharaj, Kagishwara Bada, these are all people who are able to actually hold a bat, as they say. I mean, hang around. But they were sorted out. Yeah, and you do expect Maharaj to, you know, contribute with the bat every now and then. So yeah, him him not performing at lower down the order was a bit of a you know hard time for the Proteas. And then the top order also, you know, throw throw thrown away their wickets like Sarel Erwia just chased a wide one to the slips, and then Tunis De Bruyne again Babuma is also not performing in the tests as well after the T twenty T twenty. So. Yeah, but Marco Jansen with the bat is a, is the was the only positive. Absolutely, I mean, he's probably one one step higher than 
he is uh, ready for at this stage maybe he's a good number 8 at this stage he's number 7 i think i think they are one bowler too many on this pitch but then look they don't have the luxury of somebody like a cameron green a full all rounder so keshav maharaj and marco hansen sort of together they form one all rounder so i guess in that way look six batters that south africa do have that that's all right right five full batters and and a half of each that should be enough but really really um, unfortunate now that well south africa at least they had a real good chance of making the finals of the world test championship if they did well in australia but we don't know what will happen if australia managed to blank south africa and then between them and india they sort of uh, do well at least if one of them does well and the other one is able to take a test home then i think i think it will be india australia test uh, world test championship final game so at least for me south africa who started really well this cycle when they beat india at home sort of will not be doing justice to their uh, you know their start to the cycle but uh, well these things come and go next one the next test is slightly more evenly balanced so this is between um pakistan and new zealand where you know pakistan uh, did something that we were all calling out for as fans they have had a bit of a you know um they've had a bit of a top sitter with test match selection again we have a new test match attack in mir hamza and mohammad wasim with the new ball but then their uh, spin options remain uh, steady you have norman ali and abrar the leg break bowler who sort of been a sensation since he's made a debut they both are there and new zealand have also interestingly packed their uh, you know their bowling lineup with uh, as many as three spinners so pakistan did one more thing different so they gave uh, well i don't know if it's called a rest or they dropped him but the keeper the incumbent keeper was dropped and sarfraz ahmed was given a go so in this case uh, sarfraz ahmed took the chance and he scored 86 very crucial runs so pakistan were in a bit of trouble at you know let's say 3 for 48 well but 4 for 110 they were definitely in trouble because saud shakil has been doing very well for them and when he got out there was a chance maybe they could have gotten out for 250 or so but then between um babar azam and sarfraz ahmed they went on and took the score to 306 so 196 run partnership very useful one and sort of sarfraz missed out on 186 but then aga salman who went to 50 yesterday in the company of his keeper uh, who himself had made 161 well he he got to 100 this morning because that's another thing maybe if aga salman had not batted there was a chance pakistan could be all out by around 350 or 360 but because they lost babar very early in the morning without any more additions to his score so sort of new zealand will be bittersweet with the result that they have achieved 438 is not too far away because the pitch is good so it's one of those traditional karachi pitches where the pitch will be good for the first 3 to 4 days and then slow, then the event sort of speed up very quickly so the way new zealand openers batted right so tom laydam 78 not out and devon conway 82 not out they are making it seem that the pitch has no demons in it robin and that has been the story of pakistan pitches in the last two test series because they the the pitches in against england were quite flat as well and they didn't even turn that much as you expect the subcontinent pitches to on like day 4 day 5 so yeah that has been their way to go i guess so they are they are they are looking forward to, they i th- i think they are looking to you know build uh, you know set flat pitches and then score big and then you know just bowl, bowl well after the 
batters have done a good job so yeah they have the batters did a great job in the first innings but the kiwis are off to a good start and let's see how well they bowl in in the next day look it's going to be a good batting day or a decent batting day tomorrow as well if they if the new zealand batters can sort of hold their shape maybe get 250 plus runs tomorrow even four five wickets lost is not a problem they've not lost a wicket at all they could sort of push for a decent lead even a 60 80 run lead could be big on these pitches and for now the new zealand spinners are uh, look better than their counterparts right so if you look at the scorecard new zealand spinners between them they have taken six wickets but uh, pakistan spinners in must be said not a lot of bowling only 47 overs have taken no wickets so uh, second innings it will be a shootout i think between the spinners on both sides and even 150 might be a very good target well speaking of a 150 run target india were made to sweat a lot by bangladesh for uh, you know 150 run target less than 150 run target on the fourth innings that that was more of a traditional uh, pitch uh, and a traditional sort of a game that india and uh, bangladesh played out in mirpur so i don't know how much of the test series you were able to catch uh, robin between india and uh, bangladesh yeah i i did i did watch the last day a few hours of the last day but one thing i'd like to say is the bangladesh pitches are i think even to extreme uh, when you uh, when you are talking about the subcontinent pitches cuz i don't think the indian pitches are the indian pitches do turn in on the last day or the fourth day but they are still good for batting when you are set but these pitches are just low bounce ball turning like from one one square to other square so yeah, i think the pitch was a bit extreme but yeah that's how the bangladesh pitches are and we expect them to do you know set the, those kind of pitches so that sp- spinners ca- could come into the play well i mean if you talk to certain english and australian batsmen they probably they'll probably say indian pitches are more air quotes spin friendly from day one but bangladesh have also been known to uh, put up pitches which which will uh, you know lead the test match not going further than the third day or so but this was a more traditional pitch you know bangladesh having batted first they'll be a bit disappointed once more only 227 and with mominul haq the comeback kid uh scoring the highest nobody else really making a big score because there were plenty of teens and 20s there and india they'll be very uh, happy with umesh yadav's performance was, was i think superb and you know siraj bowled pretty well in both the innings without a lot of luck and jaydev unathkat was given another chance ahead of slightly controversially uh, somebody like kuldeep yadav because kuldeep yadav was the player of the game for me in the first test for him to sit down and not get another game was a bit weird when you look at it but look as long as the results are achieved as a as a management team you sort of uh, said these are my best players for this sort of a condition i am going to go with them and you sort of delivered a result it's it's okay and i think kuldeep the batsman may not have helped in the last innings nonetheless you could then say kuldeep the bowler would have not let the lead go that high in any case india when they came back to bat they'll be a bit disappointed themselves because their top order went nowhere but then rishabh pant and shreyas ayer made sure india had a very good lead and the tail did what it could and shakibul hasan 44 again sort of showing how important he is for this bangladeshi team and again come the second innings leeton das sort of uh, gave that philip with nurul hasan and taskin ahmed otherwise even a target of 145 would have been very very far away because at 6 for 113 you would think india would get a 50 60 run target right and then nurul hasan with the counter punching 31 and then um Taskin Ahmed who sort of built his built his batting skills pretty well these days as far as you know holding one end goes and then sometimes even hitting those couple of big hits and then i think Leighton Das who's been quite the find for Bangladesh in 2022 right so he's he's kept on going and he made that very crucial 
i think when you look at south asian conditions right usually in exactly the same situation if sri lanka were to be the team playing i expect there will come that amazing innings somebody like dhananjay de silva dinesh chandimal somebody would play that that 173 would be 153 uh 73 would be 153 and then opposition would get a 220 run target and they would win the game in this case probably bangladesh they would think they're probably 20 30 run short yeah of course and the kind of uh, uh, position like uh, litten was in uh, in the second innings i i thought they, they they could have looked for like yeah more 25 30 runs so yeah they they were a few short and then india sprung a sprung a bit of a surprise ending akshar patel at number 4 but i was really disappointed that evening by the attitude of the indian chasers the top 3 specifically cheteshwar pujara you could say was a little bit unlucky but shubman gill kl rahul and kohli they did not look to take the air quotes bull by the horns as they say take the spinners a little bit on with the lens that they were bowling by the way shakibal hasan was right on the money you had to give him that uh, respect but mehdi hasan miras reaped the benefits caught a 5-4 because of that and well you know uh, i think uh, this has been much highlighted in social media as well ashwin was dropped by mominul with india requiring 65 runs and as well as shreyas ayer batted as assuredly as he batted and ashwin sort of scored the runs at the end i think had that catch been taken off ashwin do you think india would have uh, got across the line no nah, i don't think i i think the after ashwin i don't think there uh, there was someone who could, who could just hold, hold the crease and bat for long with alongside a year so yeah that that was a crucial or you can say that the mominul dropped the match <laughs> so and how ashwin and how ashwin played in the last like when he scored those winning runs that that was quite good because he attacked at the right time chose the right shots on that on that kind of surface so yeah that was quite brilliant from ashwin so ashwin once again showing right as long as you are in home conditions he'll be a match winner both with both with a bat and ball i mean look he has 500s and 1450s by the looks of it right so you won't you won't write him off and i think i dare say he has still a couple of really good performances both with the bat and ball left in him and people who are writing him off well good luck right so india won that series they'll be very happy with that those were let's say the three big uh, games that i wanted to cover from a test matches perspective now i think we should uh, go to the uh, main uh, segment of this uh, episode so we would like to do a quick review team by team review of how they stack up at the end of the ipl auctions that have happened leading to the next season 2023 season so robin over to you let's start with your favorite team maybe who's your favorite team and let's start there yeah that's obviously csk and i think they did a great not that great but yeah they they did a fairly good job in the auctions cuz before the last season was quite quite horrible i can say so yeah hopefully a good season and then we 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 desperately needed a good, good all rounder and we all thought that it was going to be sam karan and they really just splashed the purse for him but yeah punjab again with the that huge purse that they have every year outbid outbid us and mi as well to an extent and then mm. Uh, it was it was great to see ben stokes in in csk cuz stokes is a clutch player you know we he, we have seen in the ipl as well when he played to for the pune super giants couple of innings for the rajasthan royals as well and yeah stokes is a great addition to the squad and hopefully hopefully he'll do well he'll do well as the all rounder of the side adds a lot of balance to the team that that was really needed so yeah hopefully looking forward to a good good season for ben stokes as well and you never know he 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 may be appointed as the captain exactly. after dhoni decides to yeah dhoni decides to retire so yeah 
let's see let's let's see what they have in the mind sir so look this guy is a bit more charismatic the way he plays and maybe they are looking at him as a potential captaincy option they tried jadeja there and they have been able to retain jadeja isn't it yeah they they did retain jadeja after all the rookus mm. that was caused last year so yeah good to see him in the, in stay in the yellow jersey sir right and you would be happy as a csk fan with how they have shaped up for the coming season then yeah yeah of course they i i am happy cuz there are talks about the death bowling concerns but i think the the death bowling has been the concern for csk for like like from the start of the ipl i guess the last death bowler i remember was doug bollinger bowling those hard lengths in the death overs so after that bravo came but mm. yeah it was all along bravo and no one apart from him so yeah, death bowling has been a, a concern for us but yeah they have i think they have compensated that with the batting depth that we have and the team has too many of options for uh, or uh, quite a few options for a single spot that you know dhoni likes how how he should uh, how the, his his team should shape up so yeah he can he he can have like two three bowling options uh, extra bowling option apart from the five bowlers and then the batting depth is always insane since 2021 so yeah hoping for a good season all right so let's quickly cover the white elephant in the room dhoni himself do you see him last out the season or do you see him do you see him like maybe halfway through the season step back into a back office role uh I, you never know these things with dhoni cuz i mean he'll do what he what he thinks is right for the team or what needs to be done so yeah hopefully hopefully he'll come good with the bat this season cuz uh, as a captain i mean there's no there's no replacement for ms dhoni the captain so yeah and you know in 2021 season we saw that csk merely played with 10 players i can say that cuz dhoni wasn't performing with the bat and then in the later half he he just demoted he used to demo, come, came to bat at like number 8 number 9 so yeah but he did stepped up when the team when the team required him to in the first qualifier against delhi so yeah you see you you'll see him you'll see him do what needs to be done so yeah i just think there are not as many wonderful performances left in that uh, in that frame of his but i think he'll cork it out once or twice at least uh, and we we can be honest he's lacking match practice i mean he doesn't plays for like 10 years just came comes to the, play the ipl for a couple of months so yeah you need match practice to be consistent so but yeah he did he did finish the match against mi last year so yeah hopefully a couple of performances like that and a title win to you know end is if he decides to retire so yeah all right i think we can quickly go to the second uh, team which i think uh, still many people support that would be mumbai indians how about them yeah i think they uh, they they were very keen to buy sam kerr in the auction so after pollard retired they needed someone to you know fill his shoes but mm-hmm. after sam kerr was snatched away from csk and mi by the punjab kings i think they they panicked a bit and i think and with chris green cameron green i'm sorry cameron green coming into the coming before ben stokes mm-hmm. i think they they just went all out for him and you know the the batting needs to be seen as how or how they'll manage to fit in the players in their right or ideal position because i don't think cameron green is an ideal t20 batter at number 6 7 or or into that finisher role but if you can op- and with uh, uh, rohit will o- always open and ishan kishan i should i think they'll go for him as well at the top so cameron green i i think he'll bat at 3 then but then again you have to drop down tilak verma or someone like deval brevis mm. as well he, he he was very impressive for them last year so 
but one thing that will come handy to for the mumbai indians is the impact player rule i think they can just switch players according to the match situation or how they need them to be they they are a great squad obviously plenty of talented players match winners so yeah let's see let's see how they how they shape up their batting order is what i'm interested to see well with the impact player i was going to bring it up as a separate question but now that you've mentioned it um for mumbai i think because they are more impactful players are not indian and this th- yeah, this one yeah. requires that you have to first field an indian player right that's uh, unless there are less than four um, foreign players in the 11 or something only then you can field a foreign player if i remember right so for me um i think i think they might not be the most effective when it comes to um usage of the impact player but i mean it's it's something which we'll get to see maybe halfway through the season which team has sort of learned to use the impact player well it's a new thing right so like most of the new rules yeah. i'm very curious how they'll go from mumbai if we go quickly to uh, my favorite team and <laughs> often times much followed team online but uh, they are either yet to deliver anything rcb yeah so rcb had a pretty settled squad before the auction i think the last couple of season has uh, they have had a great squad very settled squad with almost all the bases covered but yeah they do needed a few needed to plug a few holes and i think they did yeah they were quite decent in the auction cuz they they bought will jacks as a, a glen maxwell's backup mm. so jacks can you know bat he can bowl those off spinner very aggressive with the bat can bat in like anywhere in the top 6 so yeah a good player of spin bowling as well so will jacks was a good buy and then again uh, another great buy i i uh, uh, great buy from rcb was reese topley cuz josh hazelwood is someone you i think he he'll he'll he looked his he look at his work load just before the ashes so yeah uh, i mean he will he needs to be fresh for the uh, for the ipl as well so reese topley is a great buy he can swing the new ball bowl in the death great buy at, at and and very smart buys as well considering the budget that rcb had in the auctions right and uh, yeah and one more thing the very positive thing for rcb is faf duplessis current form i mean he's i think he's re- re- found his form again with the bat something like that cuz he's just starting starting to bat very aggressively in the power play itself in the B- he did that in the caribbean premier league in, in the big bash again this season is doing that so and he's attacking the spinners as well quite well which was is you know which was an area where he struggled in the power play or even in the t20s generally so good to see him attacking the spinners straight away just taking down the bowling so and if he can replicate that in the ipl that will be a great thing for the, for the rcb right for rcb and yeah and with virat kohli and faf opening you you want someone to at least give the bat quickly in the power play take some risks so faf is great to see faf doing that and i think he'll do that in the ipl as well cuz the ipl is back to the original format with one home and one away game so seven games at the chinna swami stadium faf should Faf should be a great Faf should be great at the top for RCB and considering the form he is at the moment I think he'll do well. Well that brings me to my next question they didn't or they don't yet show us who will be the successor to Faf once you know maybe one or two years down the line maybe Faf and Virat both might not be there who would be the next opener as well as who would be the next captain 
yes opener for opener they have finn allen from new zealand i mean one of the best batters young batters in t20 cricket at the moment if you ask me can take down any kind of bowling in the power play and once he gets off you know he'll just win the game for you so that's not a concern opening but i think yeah the they should they should start looking at uh, faf's successor i mean it i think they must have talked with faf i mean how for how long he's going to play and if he plays for a, like couple of more season I, you, you never know they they can always buy someone from the mini auction or the mega auction if it happens again so yeah but i think they are more focused on quick results at the moment and faf with the bat is performing re- really well he's quite experienced as a captain in and, and as a player in t20 cricket so i guess uh, they are not they won't be concerned about you know for, about the future uh, but they'll be more focused on you know for to first of all win a title in the IPL so absolutely i mean for all the hype i mean come on uh, one of the most uh, disappointing teams they they surprisingly released lovnit sisodia as well who was uh, uh, the wicket keeper batter from karnataka and mm-hmm. i i i haven't seen him play but the 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 people who follow domestic cricket quite closely said that he is an exciting talent and can be a match winner with the mm-hmm. bat so and with dinesh karthik's form you know since the last world right. cup is a bit iffy and so i think they 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 must have gone for a good domestic wicket keeper if not an overseas player so yeah hopefully karthik will come good but if he doesn't that's going to be a concern for them lower down the order because then they have shahbaz ahmed one indu saranga those guys are good good with the bat with, with the experience karthik brings in and you know he played some clutch knocks in the last season so yeah hopefully they'll be very hopeful that he comes good I mean really for me the problem with uh, RCB has always been a strong start and sort of fizzling away where the other teams pick it up we'll see if that they can really change that's the thing that's holding them back i think uh moving on to delhi capitals yeah so uh, quite an interesting team at the moment i see so they 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 let go of kagiswar abada after the last mega auction before the last mega no in the last mega auction and then they retained anik anik norkia over him so i think that was a good decision but then they the overseas pace backup that you see for Ar- someone like anik norkia is not that good in, if you ask me cuz they have lungangedi very expensive in t20 cricket khalil ahmed has been great for them but he has been injured recently and it will be interesting to see how they how if he's fit or fit or not for the ipl then they have yeah and then they have i think they needed a good lower middle order batter indian batter they have lalit yadav they have persisted with him for a couple of seasons now but i don't think he's at that level yet he hasn't done justice to the backing that he has got uh, one really in- interesting buy was phil salt i think phil salt with you know david warner or even prithvi shaw he is a backup wicket uh, backup opener but if he plays he's he's very aggressive with the bat and you know the dc dc openers are i think one of the best in the tournament with prithvi shaw and david warner they needed i think they'll they'll need someone to back mitchell marsh because he he's very injury prone despite not bowling that much he's very injury prone mm-hmm. and they have got riley russo so i think that's a good buy but then you know the the quality of indian batters except for rishabh pant and prithvi shaw in the 11 is is a little bit iffy they have yash dhul i think but he has he's yet to play a game right. so yeah you you know they'll depend on their young uh, big guns to fire if they have to do well this season all right so from them let's go to the champions current champions gujarat titans did they do justice yeah they they did i think after the last auction nobody gave them a chance to you know they, that they'll even qualify for the tournaments but you know they 
they did they punched over their weight and you know just won the title so and they they didn't needed to do a lot in the auction they just needed to do a few upgrades i think and they have done done that quite well so they bought in odin smith good dog cheap yeah, buy i think the ba- quite cheap buy yeah cheap cheap buy and excellent if you utilize him properly not like punjab mm-hmm. where he you know only needed to bowl in the death overs as well and we saw like that tevatia and yeah they finally saved him from lord tevatia by picking him up in the gujarat <laughs> side so all right then yeah then they bought up kane williamson which i think was just uh, i mean you know you don't see mm. uh, you I, i'm i didn't expected gujarat to bid for williamson but they but the other bat the other overseas batter they had was matthew wade I, and i think he still un- he has still underperformed in the ipl so williamson at 3 will be a i think i'm still very optimistic about kane that he'll do well in the ipl or with it, with the bat in the upcoming time mm. so yeah hopefully kane has a good season with the bat and he brings a lot of experience as well for hardik or uh, uh, he'll he'll be a good or uh, and very experienced guy in the core team for gujarat so with him david miller hardik pandya rashid khan these kind of guys you know they form a strong core for the side they then they have a, quite a few very exciting young players sai sudarshan abhinav manohar mm-hmm. but one of them i think have to sit has to sit out or will bat to, or will not bat at his ideal position with williamson at 3 so right let's see let's and see and shikhar bharat this year as well yeah shrikar bharat yeah so they needed a backup keeper but ridiman sai is there he has done well in the done well in the park play for them so yeah they'll be hopeful that he continues his good form they have got a excellent excellent spin attack with rashid khan the probably the arguably the best spinner in the world mm-hmm. in t20 cricket then they have sai kishore very very exciting talent and then noor ahmed as well so right. if rashid is injured or that that never happens but if he's uh, unavailable for any reason they can straight away go for go with noor ahmed and yeah they they also bought in joshua Lut- joshua little right. that was an excellent buy considering they let go of loki ferguson so yeah alzari joseph joshua little form a very strong pace pace duo with uh, and alongside mohammad shami yeah, the, the pace attack looks quite good fair enough so now to lucknow uh, super giant yeah so lucknow 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 also didn't needed to do do much in the auction but yeah and the side is looking very settled with uh, dickock and rahul opening an, another excellent opening pair and now they have got nicolas puran in their side which which just uh, who just straight away fits into the 11 fits into the size was the missing puzzle if you ask me because they badly needed someone who can bash the spinners in the middle overs and a left-hander batter and just nicolas puran just does that and he's a good player match winner if he gets set or if he gets going so yeah and they have a very explosive top 4 5 i think with rahul dekok deepak huda puran and then marcus toynis i think they 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 needed to buy a good backup for mark wood and i think they failed in doing that because so, they have got navinul haq mm-hmm. i think uh, yeah so they are just two separate different kinds of bowler mark wood quite Absolutely, it's the deck hard ball. Yeah, balls 150. Navin Ullak relies on his cutter slower, so yeah, I think they missed out a good opportunity there. And they have plenty of overseas all-rounders in their side as well because they have Kyle Myers. They, they bought in Daniel mm-hmm. Sams. Then they they again bought in Romario Shepherd. So I think that's the thing. Those two, uh, they expect one of these two will sort of stand up, and then you have the bankable Jay Devinath cut, right? He's he sort of at least he'll give you seven, eight good games uh, in a season. So they're sort of banking on him, I think. And, and they yeah the one the one area they they lack is 
I think a good Indian middle order batter because apart from Deepak Hooda, I think Ayush Bhaduri is quite young, mm. inexperienced. Manan Vora, we have we haven't seen him play in the IPL for quite a long time right. now, and I don't think they have another good Indian batter in their ranks. So yeah, it, it, then then again with the top the, with the kind of top five they have, they they'll expect their big players to you know come to the party and do well consistently. Right, right. So now on to Punjab Kings. Yeah, so uh, I mean, Punjab Kings uh, is a very you know interesting uh, interesting team because they let go of Mayank Agarwal, who they retained in the who they retained who was I think who was the only player retained just before the twenty twenty two mega auction and yeah and he led the side last season but they let go of him and they just made Shikhar Dhawan the captain so it was quite a interesting move I, I for me because I. Because Dhawan's T20 form, we we are not we are not so sure about his T20 form. So yeah, they'll be hopeful that he comes good with the bat. But they they have a solid, you know, the solid group of overseas players in Johnny Besto, Liam Livingston. So the, those those alongside Shikhar Dhawan. Then again, Jitesh Sharma did an excellent job for them. Then they have Bhanuka Raja Paksa who, in the little opportunities that he got last season, just throwed his bat at everything, gave a quick start. So. They they still have a good they still haven't found the right replacement for Mayank Agarwal because the he was a, he was a good Indian opener mm-hmm. gave good starts in the park although I'm I'm not a big fan of Mayank the T20 batter but he did well he used to do well in the park at least so they need to they'll need to find who who can replace him so they they've got Prabhsimran Singh I think he played one or two games mm-hmm. was a decent but yeah you know. Then again, they they'll need some good. They'll they'll need their Indian all rounders to Indian all rounders or the Indian bowlers to come good with Ashdeep Singh there. That now they bought Sam Karan, the most expensive buy of the IPL history. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, but I think uh, he'll 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 do good for them. I think he's a much of a impact player, right? Yeah, but they I I think they re- really didn't needed him so because they. They have to, you know, drop one of their overseas batters from Raja Paksa, Livingstone, Bairstos, who used who could could have batted at the top for them for Sam Curran. I mean, he increases the strength in the bowling, but the batting, you know, it 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 leaves them a bit shaky at the top if there are a couple of early wickets. So yeah, let's see how they go. All right, then how about Kolkata Knight Riders? I mean, KKR, KKR are going through a. Uh, what you say a rough patch in the auction on the auction table since the last mega auction because they've just the 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 first 11 looks good but they don't have i think proper backup players and are too much dependent on andre russell with the bat in the lower order or, or i can say andre russell or sunil narayan they mm. they are very much dependent on on them to do well but they they did manage to you know bring bring in Loki Ferguson and Ramanullah Gurbaz was an excellent buy for them. I need I think they they really needed a solid opener and Gurbaz is someone who can just take the game away from the opposition in the power play itself. So yeah, that was a good buy. I think and I think they 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 have a good first eleven. But if in case someone is injured and and we know Russell is always uh, carrying those niggles, so they they'll have to look for what they what they'll do after if. If Russell or someone else is injured, they did manage to buy David Visa, and I I think it was mm. a great buy. But Visa's bowling style suits slow decks or two paced decks where the ball grips, spins. So uh, on true wickets, like I mean, if Russell is injured and they'll bring in Visa on on you know on deck like Wong Khede, Chinnaswamy, or even at Kolkata. So yeah, that that quite be, can be a problem for them. But yeah, Visa is a is a great buy, and they 
they are ever lasting love with shakibal hasan continues so <laughs> bengali love no worries there i mean that's understandable as well yeah but i i don't think where he slots in cuz he if you are batting him anywhere apart from number 3 his value just goes down he's an ex- he's excellent with the ball but i think the batting value also needs to be with the balance like for a player like shakib so if they decide to play him i i, I don't see where he he'll bat for them so and they also managed to get in shardul thakur from the delhi capital so mm-hmm. quite an interesting but i think he was a uh, they thought he'll be a like to like replacement for pat kamins i mean both both go for runs in the death overs but i think kamins value with the bat was a very high when compared to shardul cuz kamins was consistent he, he i mean he he took on bumrah in the in the game against mi so they'll be hopeful that shardul do performs well with the bat as well so and the the his knack of picking up wickets so they'll they'll hopeful that they'll be hopeful that the lord shardul turns up for in the ipl for them absolutely i think uh, lord shardul needs to do a bit there in the lower middle order but uh, we'll see how that goes that leaves us with a couple of interesting teams i thought very interesting sort of buys rajasthan royals yeah they i mean i was almost 100% sure that they'll go for jason holder mm-hmm. holder cuz they needed an all uh, all rounder at number 7 and he was he's the part of their sister franchise in the cpl barbados royals so right. yeah I, i was very sure that they'll go for holder but they also bid for sam curran i think for a bit and ben stokes as well so mm-hmm. yeah th- those were quite interesting i mean if it it would be interesting to see if they had they gone uh, had they gotten those players they were earlier they were bidding for if uh, what would have been hap- with uh, the holders uh, with jason holders so well yeah and, and i think the, the 11 looks very settled they didn't had to do quite a lot so yeah but i am only skeptical about devdat padikal at number 4 if he bats at number 4 cuz he tends to start a bit slow and i think it's time for them to promote riyan parag at number 4 do you think he's really ready for a number 4 role because that can be sort of the most important role even now in t20s I think he is and that's his ideal position I mean he it has been like 3 4 seasons since Riyan Parag has has played for the Royals and I mean they are underutilizing him as with the bat I think because in one game I remember when he batted before the 10 over mark he scored a 50 and you know all the teams are fairly fairly strong in IPL and you know while batting uh, that early in the innings and scoring 50 runs so shows that he's ready so I think that's it's time for them to finally promote parag at number 4 and i would have dropped padikal and with parag at 4 so yeah let's see how how they go i mean look they have a very strong top 3 right you'll have uh, padikal jos butler and maybe joe root because he's also there i don't know if he'll be playing yeah a couple games. of interesting yeah a couple of interesting buys in joe root and adam zampa as well adam zampa's buy was you know a bit in, uh, surprising as well because they had they already have yuzvendra chahal and Arashwin in their ranks, probably the best spin duo in the in the tournament. So, yeah, but let's see what they are thinking. A good, uh, more than good backup for Yuzi uh, Chahal, mm. Zampa. So, Sunrisers. Yeah, so I I was a bit disappointed after SRX auction. They did fairly well. Uh, they have a they have a good strong squad. But but I wanted to see them go for a you know they got in Mayank Agarwal, but I mm. wanted. yeah and and harry brook as well but i would have preferred them going for a solid explosive overseas overseas opener who could just take take on the bowling from the first ball so 
Mayank has done well in the power play, but I'm very skeptical about him being a consist- consistent match winner for his uh, for his team in especially in T20 cricket. Because uh, I think if if he doesn't get going, he he's just a burden to the batting unit and. And with uh, with uh, with the and they bought Harry Brook for quite a lot of uh, quite a hefty price. So and with um, the likes of Markram and Phillips always uh, already there in the middle order, I think they 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 would have they should have gone for a good overseas opener. I think someone like Paul Sterling or Phil Salt as well. So but I think they they are looking for uh, for their captain as well and Mang. I I expect Mang to lead the side. So let's see how it goes. But I would have preferred Markram leading the side with. And then mm. them going for a good good overseas opener like someone like Phil Salt, even uh, Paul Sterling as well. So that would have maintained the balance as well. Because with Mayank, uh, with Mayank, I I I personally think Mayank should bat a bit more aggressively in the power play. But let's see. Hopefully, he'll do well for them. Yeah, I think they might be one of the underrated teams going into the auction. Uh, at least after the auction, let me say. Yeah, they they are one of the sides who are heavily dependent on their Indian pacers. So. Mm. With the uh, with Umran Malik, Bhuneshwar, and Natarajan, they'll expect them to do do well. And with Karthi Tag is also there, very exciting talent. So let's see. They also have Marco Janssen and they have Fazlul Haq uh, Farooqi. I mean, they have yeah, a few good options. In, yeah, and Akil Hosain as well. That was, he was an excellent buy. So I'll tell you why I think they have a very underrated squad because with Glenn Phillips, right? Aidan Makram, Rahul Tripathi, Glenn Phillips, they have a very decent uh, sort of 11. I can see a very decent 11 forming up, at least on paper, right? So, but how yeah, they and, go through, it remains to be seen. Yeah, and, and a very explosive batting unit as well. If not very explosive, a fairly decent batting unit with the likes of, you know, Abhishek Sharma did well last season with Abhishek opening and alongside Mayank, then number three, Rahul Tripathi, mm. then follows, followed by Markram and Phillips at number five. Is It's a very strong Strong batting unit. Yeah, I mean, right. both Markram and Phillips are excellent players of spin bowling. Can take down any kind of bowling on their day. So, mm. yeah, hopefully, hopefully they'll do well. But I, as I said earlier, I, I would have preferred a good overseas opener over Mayank, if I'm being honest. Interesting, interesting. But let's see. I mean, they have some plans, and you're probably right. They'll want Mayank to captain. So that brings us yeah. sort of a roundup of all ten teams. So if you were to quickly go through your options for uh, who could be a really strong let's say give me top four teams that you see in sort of you know top four finish yeah so uh, so my csk bias will you know will take over and it will be always there but uh, i have a f- uh, the with the ipl going to the to its traditional format you know seven games will be played at shepok and with the kind of spin attack and the batters that we have i am expecting them to win like five games at shepok then uh, yeah so csk will be one team i think the other team will be gujarat then lucknow and for the fourth spot, it will be a tussle between, I think, RCB, Rajasthan Royals, and maybe Hyderabad. Because mm-hmm. Josh Butler literally carried the batting Royals' batting last season. So, and you you don't get similar performances every season. So, yeah, I I'm very I'm very interested to see how the other batters do this time. But I think CSK, Gujarat, and Lucknow will be the top three sides, or they they are surely gonna be in the top four. And for the fourth fourth spot, it will be a fight between Rajasthan, SRH, and RCB. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I don't think I completely disagree with you there. However, well, I won't completely say. You know, Lucknow Super Giant may find themselves in the mix. 
RCB sort of touch and go again. I think they'll need to play out of their mm. skins actually. But let's see. Let's see. All right. Uh, that sort of rounds up our uh, IPL section. If you were to quickly go through some of the cricketing news stories that we have, so uh, something that uh, brought me a bit of uh, you know bit of sort sort of you know a bittersweet uh, feeling because Azhar Ali retired at the end of the England home series. A lot. He's he's one of those you know um, people like Cheteshwar Pujara who's sort of meant for the longer format and meant for the old school longer format approach, right? So he's retired. About time, I thought uh, the returns were diminishing and diminishing quite quickly for him. So better to retire rather than be dropped, as they say. But uh, well done him. And uh, well, he scored a triple hundred. And I th- I think he once scored a triple hundred in a uh, day-night game, uh, if I'm not wrong. So th- those will remain very unique records as far as he's concerned. And he bought some very crucial uh, crucial stability for Pakistan over the last five, six years, I think. So in the test matches, uh, I think they, I dare say they will miss him a little bit. Uh, like, for example, uh, today uh, in, the, in the game, maybe if he was there, he would make sure they would go on a bit longer. This is the feeling I get. But well, he's gone. We wish him all the best. And well, when it comes to pitches, right? So somehow a lot of lot of eyes are always on the Asian pitches. So Rahul Pindi was rated below par for the second time in 2022. So they had uh, put up a rather sad pitch when uh, Australia went there and now in England went there. It, it took all of England's air quotes basketball to get a result out of it. But uh, again, it was pretty much a dead pitch, a road as it's called. But then interestingly, Australia also, you know, the first test between South Africa and uh, Australia was also not uh, considered to be a good pitch. So again, it was considered too green if such a thing is possible. Because they said, I mean, it finished literally in two days. So for a test match to have finished with the second shortest period of all time in Australia, that was the Brisbane pitch. So uh, any surprises there for you? Or do you think it was just bad batting in the first test? I mean, it was quite surprising. But I I personally didn't find that pitch that bad. Because, you know, you we all love to see the fast bowlers just troubling the batters. So <laughs> that was quite good to see. So... But yeah, that the pitch shouldn't be that extreme. So yeah, it was quite surprising to see a pitch play that play like that, uh, especially at, at in Australia. Mm. So well, I mean, at least the people who you expect, the hard people, the hard men, Alan Border came out and said, "Now what are you talking about?" And so on. So they're like batsmen didn't apply themselves; they just gave their wickets away. It was not that bad a pitch. It should have gone at least into the fourth day, he said. But he's he's always known for his absolute no nonsense approach, Border and. He's very special that way. But okay. All right. So outside of that, well, we will stick to Pakistan cricket for a couple of more news stories. So Ramiz Raja was uh, removed as the PCB chairperson. Along with that, there have been some reshuffling going on with the committees. The selection committee has been sacked. Right. So um, usually the patron of uh, Pakistan cricket board is the prime minister of Pakistan. And with the change in government, usually you see also a change in the PCB power structure. And that has come to pass. It, it rather came a little later than we had all hoped. They sort of jumped on the 3-0 defeat of Pakistan and then they blamed the board and so on. So now Najam Sethi has stepped in as the um, PCB chairperson. He's a very experienced hand. He's been around the, around the posts a while, a uh, few times. So he's now the head and, well, he's appointed a very interesting interim chairman of selection committee. Any surprises for you there? Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to be the chairman. So I think we should say it's Shahid Afridi for uh, anybody yeah. who still not heard heard of it. That took me by an absolute surprise because, I mean, 
frankly i'm i'm i mean nothing uh, nothing against shahid afridi right he's a very mercurial sort of a character and things like continuity things like uh, sort of stability these are not the things you would easily advertise and say this is this is the guy for that right but well i mean he's there now at least it's an interim post um so do you see him sort of getting maybe two series before he's being um he's being then judged or he's being then made permanent or do you see this really just as a two week three week thing i think he'll he'll stay there if if i i personally think that he'll stay there because he's a you know big big icon in pakistan cricket so hoping that they i think the but typically how pakistan cricket is you um, i i want to surprise if he's just acts straight away after a series defeat or a couple of bad performances so you never know i really hope it doesn't come that quickly but because he didn't get a chance to pick this team because this team was already picked the one that's playing new zealand for the test series so he'll he'll have to be given a couple of series i think but also i've heard him interviews i've heard him in interviews and he's talking of building a star power he says we don't have the stars anymore like we used to do in our days and so on and um, i'm curious how how he would sort of take an approach so sometimes right a very sta- stable steady approach that some other establishments and setups take is not always for everyone like england cricket learned a lot from the australian england setup and they sort of consolidated and they tried to you know think that way where a huge structure is underneath and a player who's sort of coming through the system is put through a lot of grinds and once he comes through he'll not be easily discarded either and so on right so this is a system where you have a lot of players sometimes a direct approach where a star is made in front of everyone sometimes you come to the uh, big stage already as a star right in india england australia maybe but in pakistan it's not always like that pakistan sri lanka you see they come on the uh, stage and then they become stars and sometimes that might just be the right way for pakistan because they have delivered results they have won world cups so somebody like shahid afridi even though it might approach uh, it might uh, it might appear like a absolutely left field decision might be an interesting one if he stuck with I- i'm curious though i mean i'm also looking at as i said consistency sort of other things so let's see how that goes so those were some of the other uh, pakistan related news so the team that's playing them currently new zealand has a small change they have a new uh, long term uh, test keeper in team saudi uh, fast bowler again something we don't see very often uh, fast bowlers being appointed test captains right now we have two in pat cummins and uh, Tim Zaudi, but more importantly, Kane has uh, decided. Kane Williamson has decided to stop. Did that take you by surprise at all? I think he wanted to focus on his white ball game. So, and with the elbow injury that he has had, so I think playing Test for a long time wasn't a great idea for mm. him as well. So, yeah, and I think he 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 really wants to or is desperate to you know prove the critics wrong and do well in the white ball again. So, and hopefully he's he he. he does that cuz yeah, you know you know we are used we used to see the kane williamson of 2016 i mean in the ipl he was the orange orange cap winner so right. you know it will be good if he 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 regains his touch with the bat so absolutely but i think you have hit the nail on the head i think his elbow injury could probably limit his test match career to more than to no more than maybe a year or 18 months the way i look at it maybe he's good until uh, one more season and then he'll probably start playing the shorter formats a bit more that's why he's retained the captaincy of the shorter format as well and sort of makes sense for me so yeah i think well spotted as far as i'm concerned that uh, brings us to the 
end of all the topics we wanted to talk about this episode but before we let you go would you like to give a shout out about your online presence or any work you are currently taking up in cricketing uh, terms and so on yeah, so i i i write i write about the game for a couple of websites so it's crick blog it's on crick blog and crick xtc at the moment i have recently started i have recently joined rario as well so if you are playing in the rario d3 club game you can look at the blogs i i'm sure they'll be helpful for you so and cricket writing is something that you know you always want to be involved with the game in any way so that that is the that way that i can connect with the game so yeah if you can check you can check that out on my twitter profile so that's that's what i do in my free time so so would you like to give out your twitter profile as well please yeah so it's robin underscore rounder all right thank you very much so it was a very nice chat robin and uh, i look forward to having you many more times in the upcoming uh, episodes yeah yeah thanks for having me and really looking forward to the future t- chats that we are going to have uh, have about the game so yeah really really looking forward and thanks for having me no i mean the real pleasure is all mine i must say thanks to you as well really really nice chat thank you very much so i wish all our listeners once again happy festivities and a happy upcoming new year have a good day wherever you might be Thanks all and bye bye. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.